Bienvenidos and welcome back to Puro Pinche Gol, the place where we discuss all things USMNT y la Selección Mexicana. My name is Adrian. I'm joined once again by my co-host and tocayo, Adrian. Adrian, what's going on, man? How are you today? Hey, dude, I'm doing all right. Doing good. Thank you for asking. I hope you're doing uh, good as well. I'm ready and excited to talk about this uh, next Cocas uh, or Cocas potential call up for the coming games. And uh, yeah, let's go ahead and do it, dude. Yeah, exciting times. Um, I don't necessarily think these next two games for Mexico are um, <laughs> the biggest of opponents, but it'll be interesting to see you yeah. know, what Diego Coca brings to the table. Uh, you know, as Adrian mentioned here, today's episode, we're going to be discussing the potential first list of uh, players for the upcoming CONCACAF uh, Conca Nations League games here for Mexico. Uh, they're going to be playing Suriname, Suriname, I think that's how you say it in English, on March 23rd, and they're going to be playing Jamaica on March 26th. Um, and yeah, man, so before we get into it, how do we, how do our listeners find us, man? Sure. If they want to see our pretty faces, they can find us on YouTube. So don't forget to subscribe. Hit the like button and turn on the notifications. If they are okay with just listening to our listening to our delightful voices, they can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other podcast uh, service they are subscriber on. Awesome. Uh, well, let's get right into it, Adrian. Um, so, you know, after the World Cup, we kind of you, I, everybody that's a L three fan was kind of expecting and hoping, you know, for a clear out, right? Get all the dead wood, all mm -hmm. the old farts that you know can no longer it was was pretty evident that can no longer compete at the level and bring in some new guys new blood with uh keeping you know your kind of veterans your 27 28 year old guys like uh, el machine or you know uh freaking um irving lozano uh, but build around mm -hmm. those guys and add add a younger talent um for these two games man what what do you think are we gonna see like him going giving a chance to younger players are we gonna see a that generational shift there <clears throat> well, I mean, I think every single Final Fantasy three, or at least the ones that, like myself, would like to see a change on the on the starting eleven, will hope that Diego Coca calls, you know, the next generation, the next Camada Fugaleros are coming up, building up on their Liga Mekis team or playing out there in Europe. But I think it was pretty clear from Diego Coca's uh, most recent press uh, interviews. That you know he he's not necessarily interested in making that trans that transition or that generational transition from leaving behind those vacas sagradas as people will call it you know the Hector Herreras, the Memo Choas, Hector Morenos, and the likes of them of them uh, Talavera, Cota, etc. Um, and I, he he bluntly said, hey, you know what, El Tri is for everyone who's eligible. So that means that he's opening the doors for all ages, and he's also opening the door for those uh, naturalizados. So a lot of people, a lot of a lot of reporters uh, insisted on what do you mean when you say El Tri is open for all eligible Mexicans, right? And he just kept on saying El Tri is for all Mexicans, la selección es de los mexicanos. So this can only you know, this can only go show or say that um, that he's going to be looking at uh, players that are either, you know, 27 or above or even 30 and above. Um, and he mo and we may, may not see players like uh, 
<clears throat> that, that you know there are that were that are Argentinian by birth, but have been playing in Mexico for a while now, and now they have a Mexican hold a Mexican citizenship. So, as you were mentioning, uh, as much as we wanted to see you know the Deadwood get uh, get behind, <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen, <laughs> and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see an increase of uh, naturalized players in the in the Mexican roster. Yeah, I kind of think we talked about this probably a week or two ago when we were talking about Christian Barag. What is it, Baragarnik? Baragarnik. Right? Uh, yeah. yeah, and uh, how he is the um, the manager of the Ococa, the representative, and he has a lot of players in Liga Mekis that are you know <laughs> either Mexican or uh, you know naturalizados or in the process of becoming naturalizados, nationalized mm-hmm. Mexican citizens. Um, so yeah, I mean that that can be a change here that we'll probably end up seeing. I mean. Who do you recall in the on the World Cup squad? Who are the extranjeros? Was it just Funes Mori? I believe so. I think that he was the only one who was a, a naturalized player, um, and that was the biggest thing. I think, if I'm not mistaken, since twenty t- sorry two thousand and six, Mexico had hadn't taken a naturalizado to our World Cup. I think the last one was Sinha. I do recall, you know, the likes of Leandro Augusto playing for El Tri, Chaco Jimenez, Damian Alvarez, um, and, and many others. But, hell, I think even Lucas Law was played with El Tri, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, but But I think the, the, the only ones that I can recall of that I've, have gone to a World Cup has been uh, Gabriel Caballero in 2002 uh, and Sinha in 2006. Gotcha. So yeah, this might be a changing of the um, the guard here, a changing of the how how everybody sees Mexican soccer. Um, and I just want to say I'm not opposed to naturalizados because <laughs> I mean I, I mean if if it makes a team play better, let's go ahead and do it, right? I'm I'm not I'm not against it, but what I'm against it is having naturalizados who suck ass playing for the three. <laughs> That's what I'm against. Yeah, and just taking them because they're naturalizados. Or they had one good, exactly. decent season, yeah. Uh, or because you know, Bragarnik, or because Bragarnik wants to sell them at a higher price tag, <laughs> um, and you know, be, being part of a national team will ac- actually increase your stock. Right. Well, let's see what happens, man. Uh, let's give our predictions for the first uh, uh, sele- selected uh, players here. Let's start with the goalkeepers. Who do you think is making the cut as uh, the Ococas? Uh, fir- give me your first string choice goalkeeper. Who do you think will start? Mm-hmm. And who do you think are the backup too? Mm-hmm. So I think, and I really hope that Carlos Acevedo from Yantos Laguna starts now as the mainstay for the goalkeeper, uh, for, for, sorry, for the goal, um, uh, for El Tri. Um, I think it's it's pretty much uh, set in stone, or it should be at least set in stone and in, in Coca's mind that the next uh, generational change needs to happen at the at the goalie position, mm-hmm. and I I hope that Carlos Acevedo starts his uh, cycle with El Tri with Diego Coca at the helm. Um, so that will be my first choice. And as far as backups, I will have I wouldn't be surprised if he calls you know the likes of Rodolfo Cota or or Alfredo Talavera, which I'm not a huge fan of. But Unfortunately, if you take a look at the available keepers in Liga Mekis and outside Liga Mekis, it's very slim. Most of the Liga Mekis teams have uh, foreign goalkeepers, so your pool is very short. Um, hence why you will might see Rodolfo Cota or Alfredo Talavera showing up once again 
to to take those spots. Uh, we can we may also see Yermo Choa from Salernitana, uh, but but he's definitely not getting younger, and he's benched now, so he's he's he isn't even playing. Um, I would I would be you know surprised if well I don't know if I would be surprised, but I would I'll be kind of mad if he if he calls up Ochoa <laughs> to be the first string keeper. <laughs> I don't think I, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised, but I would definitely be pissed off. Yeah, I think when you look at those keepers, um, Acevedo is far and ahead, probably the highest level and the best player that Mexico has right now, goalie wise. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you were to tell me between Ochoa, Talavera, Cota, Ochoa is probably better than those other two, but he just, yeah. I mean, not saying Talavera is not, I was going to say he's a lot older, but Talavera is old as hell too. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it, it's time for new blood there for sure. And Acevedo, man, he's been killing it the last couple of seasons. I don't know, I know. why he didn't uh, go to the World Cup. That sucks. Tata Mesquino. And, you know, Tata it kind of sucks because for, uh, Malagón, who is right now America's uh, second string goalkeeper, is also a good young talent that was coming up from in Liga MX. But I mean, we'll see right now his bench uh, because Tanortis prefers Oscar Jimenez as the first string keeper, and Malagón is just eating bench. So uh, you know that kind of sucks for him uh, because this, this would have been his chance to at least be the second string goalkeeper for Mexico. But we'll see. Hopefully, Oscar Jimenez makes a mistake and Malagón takes 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 his spot. <laughs> we'll see, man. <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's get into defenders, man. Um, you know, I think this is a, a a position that's more heavily favored to positivity and to European uh, status. There's there's a couple of you know good center backs playing in yeah. in Europe and uh, good quality here. Um, so, who do you think you know if you were you if you were the Okoka, who would be calling up here for these friendlies for defenders? Definitely. So if it was up to me and then, you know, being optimistic and wishful, uh, I would definitely call up Gerardo Arteaga as a right back from Genk, uh, Jesus Gallardo from Monterrey, who is a left back, and he's been killing it uh, lately in Liga MX. He's been having assists, goals, and he has had a good display both offensively and defensively with Monterrey. I would definitely call Victor Guzman, who has also had a great uh, streak of uh, games with Monterrey. He got purchased from Cholos, uh, and he's killing it right now, man. He's he uh, he has proven to be a good purchase for for Monterrey. The I would definitely call Mon- the whole Monterrey squad's killing it, man. <laughs> Just call them all up. <laughs> I mean, the ones that you can for sure. I will say Cesar Montes definitely from Espanol. He has had a uh, a, a good run with Espanol so far. Uh, Israel Reyes from America, who's also play- having consistent game time and showing good uh, good games out there. Uh, Omar Campos from Santos Laguna, who was kind of hot maybe a year or two years ago. Uh, ago sorry, he is still showing some decent uh, performance. Says with uh, Santos Laguna, uh, so I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if he if he gets called up. And he should be get called up. Um, and lastly, Jesus Angulo and Kevin Alvarez. Kevin Alvarez from Pachuca as a left back. Needless to say, he was with Tata Martino, had a decent display last year, and he's been killing it so far this year. And I'll say Jesus Angulo. Just because Jesus Angulo is it's a consentido from Diego Coca. Diego Coca used to have him in Atlas. Diego Coca knows him, likes his uh, playing style. Jesus Angulo is a safe choice as a center back, and it's also he can also play as a left back, a defensive left back. He reminds me of uh, Jorge Torres Nilo during his best years in Tigres. So 
I think that will be, you know, a wishful, optimistic uh, defend, defensor, uh, defender pool. But I will also, I don't, I don't want to mention two things. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Diego Coca, instead of calling uh, either Jesus Gallardo or Kevin Alvarez, he calls Luis Reyes from Atlas because he knows Luis Reyes. He likes Luis Reyes. The, Luis Reyes is not bad. He's actually decent. The only caveat that I have is that he's kind of old. He's uh, about 30. So I don't think he will be a good choice for this next cycle. But again, Diego Coca's choice. He's one of uh, he's uh, one of his guys that he trusts. So I wouldn't I wouldn't you know I wouldn't uh, discount or I wouldn't necessarily disregard his call up. And lastly, Julian Araujo, who just recently moved to Barça B. Um, he had some good runs with Tata Martino. Unfortunately, he couldn't make it to the World Cup. Uh, but I think his, this move to Barcelona might help him. I just need to see if he's playing for Barça B. I'm not too sure that's going to be good for him uh, in terms of getting the, t- the attention from, from Coca. But we shall see. I mean, I, th- I think right now it will be a good call-up you know, for publicity kind of things. For publicity and to get him into the uh, the rhythm of more competitive matches, right? Uh, because yeah. I think training with, assuming the Okoka calls all these star players he has available to him, it'll be beneficial for Julian Araujo to play with these guys versus playing with the young guys of Barça um, Yeah. Which I think that his whole situation there, not to really get in depth with it, but I think it's um, they can call him up to the A team whenever. Um, they just can't register him because of finances. You know how sketchy Barcelona is with their finances. Yeah, I know. So I, I think that was their 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 workaround. But um, so with all these defenders, man, solid list here. Mm-hmm. Would you, assuming he calls up uh, Cesar Montes, he calls up Victor Guzman, he calls up Gallardo. Uh, who of those three starts as your two center backs? You, do you start the both Monterrey? Well, technically, I guess they're all they all know each other from playing in Monterrey. But um, do you start the two current Monterrey center, center backs, or do you start one with Montes, or do you start Reyes? Honestly, I would start Montes and Cesar Angulo. Sorry, Cesar Angulo. Jesus Angulo. Um, you know, they have both shown great displays uh, during the last year and most recently in Liga MX. Uh, and in, in uh, La Liga with Espanol, I think those be, those will be the safest uh, the safest bet. At the same time, I wouldn't mind if we see Victor Guzman and Cesar Montes as the pair of center backs. I think he has a good pool of center backs right now who are young, who have some experience playing at the at the high uh, at the topest uh, highest level. Sorry, in in Liga mm-hmm. MX and some, uh, even Cesar Montes playing in La Liga. So I think either way, if he goes with Israel Reyes or Victor Guzman, Cesar Montes, Cesar Angulo. I think that all of the all of these are safe safe bets, man. Yeah, they're all solid. I don't th- I don't remember uh, Mexico yeah. having this many good center backs like for the long ass time. Been, so this, is, this is good for the future for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. So moving on to the middle of the field, man. Uh, the midfielders uh, again, pretty pretty solid squad. That you know, of possible yeah. call ups. Who, who who are you looking at here? So I think this is where we're going to see the most of, uh, I guess, changes in, in, in the lineup. And I really hope that this happens. I think definitely he's going to call up Orvalin Pineda from AEK Athens. He's, have, he's been having a great season so far with assists and goals throughout uh, the end of 2022 and the beginning of 2023. Definitely Edson Alvarez, who I think is going to be, he's going to become the next, you know, captain and the next estandarte for L3. Eric Gutierrez, who has had a decent run with PSV so far. At uh, ending 2022 on a high note and having a, a strong start of 2023, 
Luis Chavez definitely has to be on the list. Here's where I have my doubts. Either he calls up Charlie Rodriguez, which I don't know why they keep calling calling him up. He has had he hasn't had a good or decent season with Cruz Azul since uh, he moved there, um, and his 2022 World Cup was a disaster. So I don't know if he's gonna call him or he's gonna call H H who you know he's been you know in terrible form for the last year and a half. Uh-huh. But then again, I wouldn't be surprised if he calls H H. We have Victor Guzman, who has had a decent display with Chivas so far and a great 2022 with Pachuca. Aldo Rocha, who he's a center defensive midfielder for Atlas. I think the only reason why he, why Coca will call him up is because he knows Aldo Rocha. He was his uh, a key player for him during his bicampeonato uh, with Atlas, so it would just make sense. Here's an uh, and, and the last two that I want to mention would be huge surprises. The first one would be Alfonso Gonzalez from Monterrey, who ha- who has been having a 2023. Uh, you know, an enormous 2023, a fantastic 2023 so far. He had a decent 2022 with Monterrey, so I think it's just about time that he gets a call up with uh, with Mexico. I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad if he gets called up. And then the last one is either Chofis Lopez, who I'm really surprised because he was sucking ass with Chivas in 20, 2020, 2021. Then he goes to San Jose Arcway, picks up his career, moves to Pachuca, and now he's a fucking killer. So... Uh, We'll see. I mean, he's been having a good display. Um, it's either Chofi Lopez or Eric Sanchez. Uh, you know, I think it's a, it's a safe bet with either or. Um, I wouldn't mind if he takes Aldo Rocha out and has Eric Sanchez and Chofi Lopez. But then again, um, I think he's just going to call up a few key players he used to have in Atlas. So based off, you know, we've seen Dio Coca with Tigres and before that with Atlas and his other teams. He usually likes mm-hmm. to play 4-3-3. Um, yes. how, with these three, who would you choose as your starting three midfielders from these options? This is a tough choice, but I would definitely have Edson Alvarez. Um, I would have Victor Guzman and either Luis Chavez or Eric Gutierrez. I think that will be a solid uh, midfield for sure. Okay, cool. Um, all right, man. So the final, the the most exciting piece that everybody wants to see, who's going to be scoring the goals? Who do you think is he's calling up here? Remember, he likes to play with three forwards. So uh, one kind of center and then two on the wing. So uh, who, who who's he calling in here? So <clears throat> I think it's obvious that he's going to call Ch- Chucky Lozano from Napoli uh, as a right wing. He's going to call, and he should be calling Bebote Jimenez from Feyenoord as a striker. He ne- definitely needs to call up Henry Martin from America, who has been having a stellar 2023. Uh, and then lastly, I will have. I think he has multiple options here. He can go with either, either Factor Linus from Tigres, who has had a tough 2022 and not so hot 2023. Right. Or Antuna from Cruz Azul. And here are, here are the two uh, things that I think will be controversial. Either Julio Furch from Atlas or Rogelio Funes Muerto from Monterrey. Um, you know the last two are strikers I think striker wise he is complete I don't think he has to have like I wouldn't mind if he has three strikers but I think because he has Oliver Pineda who can play also as a winger he has mm-hmm. um, I believe also Gachofis or Afonso Gonzalez can play as wingers as well if needed they're not the best at it but he has coverage on that specific end with the midfielders so I don't think he needs to call another winger per se um, but the fact is that Mexico needs a strikers and he, Mexico has two strikers right now that are hot on their teams. 
So I wouldn't I, I wouldn't mind if he calls up, you know, man, Julio Furcho or Rogelio Funes Mori. And the reason why I say these two names is because Diego Coca likes to play with a striker that, that is physical, that can retain the ball and open up spaces for the wingers. Mm-hmm. So they can grab the ball, carry on defenders, and then make the cross. So the striker and the box-to-box uh, midfielder can come in and either you know take a header or make a volley. Dope. So th- those uh, will be you know my options. Yeah, from those from those four strikers, um, uh, Santi Jimenez, Henry Martin, Furch, and uh, Funes Mori. You know, you've you've mentioned he likes to play with a a strong uh, forward that can hold the ball while his midfield comes up and play play one two off him. Um, someone like Funes Mori, who's been who's who's pretty good at that. Um, yeah, Henry Henry Martin and Elvote Jimenez are kind of uh, not as physical, but um, they're faster, they're younger, they're on fire right now. Um, mm-hmm. for, for these two matches, who would you, who would you rather see? Would you rather see somebody that we know how they play like Funes Mori or give the option to someone like uh, Jimenez who maybe should have been at the world cup? I think, you know, he should definitely start with Chucky Lozano. I will give the opportunity to be able to Jimenez and, and, you know, th- my opinion is biased because I like be able Jimenez, but I think these two games will be a good challenge for him to prove that he is the, the, the hair of that specific position in L3. Um, but either, whether if he starts with Babote or Henry Martin, um, I'm not I'm, I'm not against any of those options. Um, then again, if he calls Julio, Julio Forge, I think he will start with Julio, Julio Forge. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, exciting times. We're uh, getting closer to the first match in March. So, um, and then I think they released that they're playing the United States in April. So it's going to be a, a, a like, busy month and a half there. Um, yeah. Interesting to see how how it three stacks up, and uh, you know, I since these are Conca Conca Chafa Nations League Cups uh, games, I think European teams allow their players to leave yeah. for those games. Um, not necessarily so, it's going to happen for the USA game. I don't think there'll probably be mm-hmm. a lot of Liga Meki slash MLS players there. And MLS. Yeah, I think that's going to be a clash of Liga Mekis and MLS. And also interesting about these two games, even though they're not the strongest uh, uh, opposition, right? Suriname and Jamaica. These two games are important because if he's able to go through on Nations League, uh, that will give him a uh, uh, an opportunity to join Copa America in 2024. So, that, you know, these games. The, wh- is that is that what was in his contract or what was going on? They they said if you no. Win- so uh, so I, I think these Nation Leagues actually the 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 prize will be qualifying into the next Copa America. So that's why they're important. Like Mexico, United States, and Canada, while they might be hosting some of the games for Copa America, or at least, well, I guess the Copa America is going to be playing in the United States, right? They don't have a free pass to Copa America like they thought they would. So they they they, they need to get qualified through Nations League. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yeah. That so, makes it interesting. Yeah, that, that raises the stakes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's the whole reason why they give him that, you know, they were they were trying to add that that clause on his contract saying like, hey, if you don't qualify for the Copa America, if you don't win Nations League, if you don't win the Gold Cup, you're out, my guy. But yeah, um, yeah we'll see. He definitely has yeah. pressure on. Yeah, as he should have. Um, well, all right, <laughs> man. 
Well, thanks for breaking that down for us. It's going to be interesting to see who he calls up for sure. He better, man, he better not end up calling all these old farts or the same guys we've always seen. Um, but yeah, Adrian, before we finish up this episode, man, uh, where can our listeners find us? Again, they can find us on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe, hit the like button, and turn on notifications. They can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other podcast uh, subscription they may have. And they can also find us at Puro Pinche Gol on Instagram and Twitter. We post some stuff every now and then. Sounds good. Yeah, follow us on your preferred social media platform. And uh, Adrian, again, pleasure being here with you, man. See you in the next one. Always a pleasure. Take it easy, man. Always a pleasure. See you, brother.